G'day everyone, welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I chat to everyone from all over the world about their love of Lego. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And if it's not, welcome back. This week, I'm chatting with Chris Smith, the creator of FC Brickstand, a brick football club from the Builders Liga. I went into this interview with so many questions, and the main one was, what the heck is FC Brickstand? This interview was pure fun and very interesting. Uh, the stories and the fun that are weaved into this football club are just delightful. And I can see now why it and other clubs like it are so popular. And you're about to find out as well. This episode isn't just about football. We also chat about social enterprises he's involved in, as well as general Lego talk. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. Hello, Chris. Uh, how are you today? Hi. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Nice to be on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, I discovered um, FC Brickstand purely by, not not even accident, it was just, I just came across it, you know, scrolling through Twitter and whatnot. I've tried to get my head around, is it, what is FC Brickstand um, for me and people out in the World Wide Web? So um, FC Brickstand is a football club that's made out of Lego and um, you be playing matches on a Sunday evening in a league called the Builders Liga, which is kind of a play on words of the German football league, which is called the Bundesliga. Uh. And it came about because, um, well, a couple of years back it started. So I was building fo- real football stadiums here in England out of Lego. Um, so all like, you know, teams that you would recognise like Manchester United or Liverpool. Or So I, I would kind of set myself a challenge to build all 92 football grounds <laughs> that are in England that are currently in, in what you would call league football grounds. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of going along doing that and um, I kind of realised that I was kind of putting them out on social media under the tag of Brickstand just by itself. Um, and I kind of realized after a while that it kind of, it wasn't really that interesting. So it wasn't really that interesting to me and it wasn't really that interesting to other people yeah. only for maybe a brief moment, kind of when they got to see kind of the finished article, because I wasn't doing kind of any behind the scenes, this is how you build it and stuff like that, which I probably should have been doing, you know, to make it a bit more interesting. Hindsight. Um, so what happened was that I got some... I think I I kind of got some I think it was some Simpsons minifigures, yep, and put them on what I pretended was a kind of a football pitch, and it was groundskeeper Willie. So I pretended that he was um, he was the groundskeeper, and he was pretending to kind of try and clear some snow off a football pitch, like with a little um, with a little broom. Yeah, and um, then that kind of then he kind of called for some more help. So I think Martin and Bart Simpson and a couple of the other figures came to help, and that kind of like that was kind of a bit more interesting because there was a story to it and there was there was something actually going on rather than just a boring picture of a model. If you see what I mean, <laughs> and people kind of yep. people could kind of get involved in that because then people would comment underneath saying things like. Um, Oh, I'm not sure he's going to get you know you know that I'm not sure the game's going to be on kind of thing and <laughs> you know I'm not sure they're going to get that football pitch cleared in time so it it kind of felt straight away like that was something a bit more interesting if you see what I mean yeah so then somebody said to me well why don't you I think it was one of my friends said why don't you just do a whole football club out of Lego um, so that's kind of where the idea came from for FC Brickstand yeah um, and that was that was a couple of years ago and so. How do you play? Like, is in, is it like Dungeons and Dragons where you roll a dice and then if you get a certain thing, it kicks, or do you just rah, run around with midi figs and kick a ball? Yeah, I did. I did kind of for the for the so I've, so I have to so the games go out as live on a Sunday evening in the UK at, at seven forty five. Obviously, I have to prepare the 
pictures a little bit in advance yep. of what happens. So it's it's um it's like a mini figure scale um stadium and um so it's quite large and then i I kind of just line up various different action shots of what happens in a match and just take a still picture of it and then put that out as live on a sunday evening so i usually go after work on a thursday evening and prepare the stuff you know i kind of prepare the match in advance for the weekend so and so obviously i have to kind of i know I have to decide what the result of the match is going to be. Okay. And I did think about, yeah, I did kind of think about the idea of, you know, how would like, like you say, rolling a dice or something to get the results. But I thought that might be a bit too random. So what I ended up deciding to do is kind of loosely base the club results on a a real football club. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Obviously I'm not told anybody what that real club is and it's not one that I support. So I don't match I don't match the results week by week up with their results. What I do is it's just kind of going for a general kind of how they're doing generally, if you see what I mean. Yeah. If if that makes sense. Yeah, because if you did it score by score, they'd be like, hang on. It's it's yeah. United. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So somebody might yeah, somebody might work it out. So it's more just a general it's more just a general kind of ebb and flow of how that club I mean, so what I'm doing is I'm doing it kind of one year behind the real club as well. So um, if, if that makes sense. So it's, yep. it's I'm already mapped out for the next maybe year or so what's going to happen. But so what happened was in terms of the results for the other teams in the league, though, was um, some other people have kind of got involved. So we have like a bit of a brick football community now. So we have yep. a chap called Alan who lives down in London. I live up in Manchester in um, in the northwest. Yeah. Um, Alan lives down in London. He kind of got interested um, from the start and said, oh, would you like me to kind of, um, kind of in a way, run the league and kind of do some results and league tables, you know, for the other, for the other clubs, you know, to yep. make it more realistic. And of course I said, yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. You know, if, if, you, if you're interested in doing that. So in, the, so in a way I can't, even if I wanted to kind of in, in inverted commas fix fix what happens I, I can't because somebody else is doing it and he doesn't know what I'm going to do and I don't know what he's going to do and we don't talk about it so yeah there is an element of there is an element of um authenticity behind that if it's yeah. maybe a bit so, of randomness so do you play other um what do you call it other teams like as in do you play his team and then how do you how do you work out who wins <laughs> So he, um, yeah, so he, so for the first two seasons, he um, just kind of ran the league and was um, enjoying doing kind of all the, um, like the results that happened in in the league. But then um, he decided to like take on one of the other teams himself. So to start building, you know, he obviously got the itch to start building a stadium for himself. (laughs) Um, So he's managed to get a bit of space at home, I know, to kind of start building. He built a stadium. So his team is called Interlocking FC. Yeah. So, um, so we, yeah, so we're in the same division. So we've played each other at the beginning of this season and it was my, I think it was, it was at, it was at my ground. So at FC Brickstone's ground. So I just played it out as a draw because I think that would be the only fair thing to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I didn't talk to him about it beforehand. I just said, um, yeah, we didn't talk, we didn't really talk about it beforehand. So, I'm, I mean, I, and I won't really talk to him about the other way around when it yep. comes to playing at their ground. So, okay, you know, so I just, um, your ground, your choice on, yep. I guess I think it is so. Because, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. At the end of the day, you're like, I'm the one setting up the photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think he's enjoyed doing, um, you know, taking on the kind of the running of that club as well. And, um, cause I mean, it is a bit of a time commitment because you, um, you know, to prepare kind of action shots each week, but then also it's kind of, I think because it's consistently every Sunday evening, there's kind of a little kind of group community kind of club of people that know that they know that they can be online and they can interact with that every Sunday night. So it's become a bit of a, you know, a brick, you know, a brick football community that is all kind of online at the same time on a Sunday evening. So, I mean, I, I could schedule the tweets, I suppose, to go out because I mostly do it on Twitter. 
Yeah. I, mean, I could, in theory, schedule the tweets to go out, but I, do, I choose not to because people are online and they're they're asking quite they're making comments or asking questions. Yeah. So it would seem silly not to be there to respond straight away if it's you. I mean, are there any um, um, uh, Lego hooligans? <laughs> so I've tried to yeah. So there's what I did was I set up so there's a membership scheme so people can um pay five pounds a year and have a um, a lego minifigure um, representing them in the stadium so they they pay the five pound and then they send a picture or give a description of what they look like and i make up the minifigure to match you know to match their description and then they they decide whereabouts in the stadium they would like to stand or sit so the most popular area is kind of we have a kind of a slightly more boisterous um a vocal singing section behind behind one of the goals and there is a few guys in there who've kind of requested to kind of wear all black rather than club colors because yep. that's kind of what the ultras the ultras like to wear so um yeah so we do have a bit of a we haven't given him a name yet but um we do have a bit of um yeah a few ultras in there but they're all very well behaved because um you know we haven't kind of we haven't had anything too controversial go on in terms of uh hooliganism or anything because we're obviously kind of conscious of uh, um, using Lego and I don't want to go yeah. too I don't want to sail too close to the mark on anything so um, yeah it's, you know it's it's all kind of fairly tongue-in-cheek and light-hearted and um, I think maybe that's why people come and enjoy it because actually supporting your real football team can be quite depressing and annoying and yeah frustrating so I think it's a bit of light relief from um uh, from your real, your, you know, your real team, and in 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 lockdown as well with the COVID and stuff, some people have said, um, obviously because there was no football at all for a little while, say. apart from uh, apart from us, some people said that it had really helped them get through um, the lockdown and stuff. So there's a couple of messages that were quite um, quite touching like that, really. So it's kind of like it makes you realise it is worthwhile, you know, to keep doing it. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I was, I was about to say, because, yeah, lockdown. And, again, you guys are back into lockdown. Um, yeah, how's it going over there for you guys? Like, has it affected uh, FC Brickstand as well? Or is it giving you so more supporters? Happened, <laughs> so um, what happened was I kind of, um, I was at my, so all my Lego is in a studio about half an hour away from where I live. Yep. So I don't have anything at home. So what I had to do was go and get, um, kind of bring back a few boxes of basically the stadium, our home, our home stadium, Brick Lane. So I had to kind of bring some of it home enough to kind of keep things ticking over and to keep the, to keep the matches, to keep the matches going basically. Um, so, um, I brought, yeah, so I brought that home, managed to keep it going. And then the only time it's, a bit um was a bit of an inconvenience was when my partner she got covid um a couple oh. of months ago so that meant that meant i had to self-isolate which meant and there was no real notice there was no real warning of it coming so i couldn't get out to go and get any things yep. so there was two weeks where i just had to say the games were postponed and uh, Due to yeah, there was just no way yeah there was just no way of getting there was no way of getting out to i mean because sometimes like because I found it a bit more difficult with, because we have about a hundred supporters now in the ground. Oh, okay. For home games, for home games, it's okay because everyone's already set, you know, set up there. But for when the team plays away, I was kind of finding that it was taking like nearly an hour to kind of move people over to a kind of a an away ground, which was kind of just a blank, a blank grey stand really. But even that was kind of taking it wasn't kind of for doing the shots for the game it wasn't kind of it wasn't viable really yeah. um you know what i mean it didn't really it didn't really work out so i'm trying to think maybe of a better way of having getting pictures for away games um so uh, recently i've just been kind of doing kind of text updates on twitter um, yep. for away games just just because of the the time element and the difficulty kind of getting people moved over, if you see what I mean. Time to build a few new um, <laughs> grounds. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, it'd be good if there was a, a clever way of like, I don't know, if I was a bit clever with Photoshop or something, or if I knew how to do that, I could maybe, 
put different backgrounds on, but I'm kind of not very good with computers, so I haven't learned how to do that yet. But um, I, no, I could feeling. do, I suppose, if I wanted to. But but yeah, that's the thing, and as as well, it's it's space as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool that you got a you know a hundred members, and so when they sign up, um, so they get you know the minifigure in the stand. Um, they get to chat with you during the games and so forth. Um, what else happens? <laughs> what we try and do is little um, stories around the people as well. So like showing them going to the match or being yep. at the match. Maybe somebody eating a hot dog at the match. Um, we had, um, we've done it twice now where we've had a fans match on the pitch. So yep. the fans have come onto the pitch and played a game in the off season. Oh, nice. Um, one of them was like a one of them was a full like kind of eleven aside match, and one of them was a five aside match. So, kind of for both of those, it was kind of putting out in advance, you know, who wants to play and you know who would like to be involved in this, and then people would write back saying, "Oh, I'm not sure I'm fit enough," and things like that, <laughs> or you know, it's a long time since I played football. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of, it was kind of. I think the like the fans match on the pitch was probably one of the best things that we've ever done, really, in terms of. Um, Kind of everyone getting involved and the kind of engage, you know, everyone being able to part of it together. Yeah, um, that was good. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to uh, like include people in different stories and um, so kind of kind of mimicking almost maybe what they might be doing kind of in real life, you know, in in commas, you know, in terms of going to football and yeah, kind of the <laughs> kind of football fan culture, really, you know, in terms of like the things you eat in the ground like a pie and yeah or you know meeting up you know so it's kind of yeah it's kind of it's kind of all of that really that sounds awesome um and because i know here for afl um international viewers australian football league um it's they have like you know once a year they'll meet the players like you know the people that are um members of the club do the members of your club get to meet the players? And is there um, a particular favourite people want to be like, ah? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we have um, we have a star player called, uh, well, he's called Connor Muldoo. So yep. he's our kind of star striker. And um, yeah, so when I was saying what food the other week, I was saying what food and drink do you think should be at the ground this week? Someone said, Muldoon wine instead of mulled wine. So we had <laughs> we had Muldoon wines um, served at the ground on the weekend. Um, but yeah, he's like the top goal scorer. So see, he seems to be kind of um, the main person that people want to um, um, get a photo with. So he op- he opened the club shop. Actually, he was um, signing autographs for people outside the club shop when that opened. Um, he recorded. So Conor Muldoon is actually a real person as well. I should add that. So he's somebody oh, okay. I used to work with. So I got him to record a fiftieth um, birthday message on the voice memo for one of the members and sent that to him on his birthday. Um, so there's kind of little crossover things like um, like that that we've done. Um, so yeah, but no, I, yeah, I thought um, it would be good for the. Then maybe the members to meet some of the players. I was going to maybe set up some shots of maybe people waiting for autographs and things, or yep. you know, or the players coming off the bus. I want to get some of those like little headphones, you know, like um, the players come off the bus wearing the Beats headphones, don't they? Yep. So, because um, it was like, because you put a picture on recently, didn't you, of the kind of the headphones around the neck? Yeah, around the neck. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I because um, I know of them around the neck. Look, I'm probably way wrong, but there's around the neck. There's on a hat. But you can't actually take yeah. them off the hat, but they just sit really weirdly. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, I'll have to do around the neck like you did, I think, and then um, yeah. So it's all it's all kind of yeah. Any it's all kind of different ideas and things um, like that to kind of make it make people kind of really part of it. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and yeah. did you before lockdown? Um, and because I'm assuming you guys aren't doing exhibitions and so forth anymore. Um, no. Did you did you ever muster up the courage to take your your football um, like park uh, brick lane? Um, did you ever muster up the courage to take that to an exhibition? And I, I just I just built up the courage and I just signed up for one. It wasn't a Lego one though; it was a football exhibition. 
Oh, okay. Football, it was a yeah, it was a football shirt exhibition um, organized by somebody who um, he's a he's a guy who runs a, like a, a an account called Extra Time Shirts or after yep. Extra Time Shirts because um, they're actually one of the sponsors of the club. So we're, in the stadium, we have real sponsors around the side of the stadium. Oh, that's so cool. Real companies. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd, they were doing a thing up in um, in Edinburgh in Scotland and the football, so the, and the, the little, the, like um, the exhibition of football shirt was going to have some of the football-related um, stores there. So I was going to take Brick Lane the whole thing and play and kind of play a match almost like kind of play a match as live so it might have been it would have been like a kind of a behind the scenes look at how the match is kind of put together yep um and unfortunately that was all ready to go and yeah then that was just before the it, before it all happened with the lockdown so it's been they've had to they've kind of had to try and re- can- they've had to cancel it twice now and it's oh. i don't know I, I think um hopefully we'll get to do it eventually but it's still not still up in the air really because mm. yeah it's still not a good situation here at the moment yeah because yeah you guys li- like okay this is going to be released in a little bit um so yeah we're like a couple of days before christmas and yeah you yeah. guys have <laughs> just went into christmas lockdown um yeah yeah how are you guys dealing with that? Like, as in, because that's that's a major thing. Um, it looked yeah. like we were going to be in the same situation too, but we'll see. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of the way it is at the moment is we've had it's not kind of the same as the first lockdown we had where you couldn't really go anywhere. So at the moment we're kind of you can travel to work, which has been quite good for me because my work has kind of stayed open uh, the whole time. Uh, uh, so we're kind of all right for kind of going about day-to-day life um, you know in in a fashion but I think we could be I think we might be heading towards kind of that more that place where you can't the work may be eventually closed down for a bit or or, um, I don't know just wait and see what happens and would deviate from um uh fc brickstam for a second because your work um you've recently started up doing something quite awesome as well um which is a business setting up lego studios for adults with learning disabilities how did that come about so i work for um a charity called pure innovations and they're based in stockport which is just outside manchester and I managed to persuade them to let me um, start up a Lego studio with the with the clients, so with the adults um, that attend the the sessions. So it's um, what the plan is, and what we've just launched is is going to be kind of um, half um, kind of enterprise in the form of a Bricklink store. Yep. Uh, so we're going to take donations um of lego um kind of wash them up and sell brick by brick um used bricks but in a really good quality yeah um so good sorry good quality used bricks um on a bricklink store yep um any dirt so we've been really lucky so far so we only we only started this about a month ago we've had uh, like an amazing response from the people um you know donating lego to the charity so we've we've got loads and loads of um you know pre-loved lego um to, to kind of work with so the the kind of the random bricks and bits and bobs we're gonna you know process um to see if they're good enough quality to put in the bricklink store if we get what looks like um kind of almost a complete set so maybe just a few bits missing what yep. we're gonna do is we're gonna um uh the guys are gonna work out what's missing see if we can um finish it with the bricks from our own supply yeah if we can't we'll just order them in from someone else so we're going to finish the set and we're going to um use it to give a gift to like a, a vulnerable child or a, a kind of a a family kind of in need that maybe can't afford presents or can't afford oh, kind sweet. Of lego toys um 
so we're going to kind of get that to somebody who um who hopefully really enjoy it so um our guys will kind of make sure it's all there they'll probably you know they'll have to build it once and print off the instructions from the lego website yeah and then break it down again break it down again and package it up as a nice gift and then we'll we've got some um some kind of other charities that we can work with to make sure it gets to somebody who like i say kind of might not usually you know get a gift yeah uh, oh that's awesome like that so it'd be quite good really and um so so half of it is the enterprise and yeah the other half is so the other half is we want to kind of get the guys being really creative and kind of building yep. their own models and um, having some fun and hopefully we can get some commissions for them to work on maybe from local businesses or like um, do some local architecture around stop so we'll focus it on kind of the immediate local area to start with because that's that's where everybody's from and that's where everyone lives uh, so there's quite a few interesting buildings in stockport that we can we can build and maybe um I want to try and get them to maybe just think about designing some little models, maybe like real miniature versions of certain buildings that could then potentially be products that they could try and, you know, market to the actual people that run the buildings themselves. Do you know what I mean? So it yeah. could be, a, you know, a, just a little Lego model that could go in the gift shop or something. So, and then kind of any monies that would be generated from that would all just go back into you know the brick studio of you know and more different projects and more bricks and make uh, self-sustaining just yeah make it self-sustaining so um because we rent um you know a building so we need to try and cover our costs for you know for doing that so yeah the idea is it can generate its own its own money kind of thing so um yeah so it's i want it to be kind of half you know half kind of um that kind of work work like environment of you know running a bricklink store properly and and processing things properly and then like half kind of you know being really creative and trying to think of ideas and yeah you know really trying to you know have some fun with it as well so hopefully it should be a good um a good mix so that's called um pure brick studio pure brick studio oh sweet um and how many people do you have working uh, or like, you know, volunteering or like in the brick studio itself. Um, so we just started. So there's only like three or four of us down there at any occasion at the moment, but that'll start probably soon kind of get um, um, bigger and bigger. But um, because our, our guys, they all have a learning disability. A lot of them with the COVID restrictions are kind of still at home. Yeah. So we have kind of at the moment, we're kind of, you know, over 50 percent of our guys are are at home kind of um not really able to to access yeah. things as much as i'm sure they'd like so it's um yeah it's good that we've been able to get it get it started and get the ball rolling and then hopefully once things ease a bit then you know the numbers will go up and um i mean even, even if you're doing it with two or three guys it's still making a big difference to their life if they're having that opportunity to come out and uh, be in a Lego studio all day rather than being sat at home, you know, in yep. front of a screen or Zoom can only do so much as well. Because um, yeah, like I know um, uh, organizations that they just got to like. Um, there's one which is it's called Boil Over, and basically it's a performing arts. Because I work in performing arts, um, and it's performing arts for people with learning disabilities. And during COVID, yeah, there was no contact whatsoever um a lot of the uh kids were getting depressed because you know it was just zoom they weren't seeing their friends and yeah it's it's good you've got something like this basically where you can you know get some interaction and yeah. get some face to face even for yourself as well yeah definitely it's been really good that we've been able to kind of um kind of launch it you know kind of it's quite a positive thing to launch a new thing like that in you know this kind of period um i think i think it's also it's quite different from what the what our guys have ever done before i don't think anyone would have thought to start a lego studio unless i'd come along and suggested it so yeah. um i think it's been quite i think they found it quite interesting and um because they we have like some cafes and things that the clients run as well so 
um, they're kind of used to the idea of, of you know, it, it being a, a you know a, an enterprise or something whereby you know it's there's a customer you know there's a real life customer at the end of it to, uh, yeah. to make sure they're happy and you know it's you know it's a it's a good project really. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, so have you guys got like tons of shelves and like um, shelving and so forth that you built and a big like table in the middle like how's it sort of set up like if we can do it through the word through the <laughs> through the yeah bleh, through saying it because obviously we can't see yeah <laughs> so i've been yeah so the easiest way to say it is that i've been spending hours and hours in ikea for the last couple of weeks yep, buying nice. um, plastic plastic tupperwares and things so um yeah we were quite lucky really because um we had some kind of shelves, shelving units donated from another one of the buildings that okay. the charity has, and that was actually closing. So we managed to get some furniture, like um, some really good cupboards and things, so like shelving units um, from them. So we got a bit lucky with that, really. So um, yeah, this I don't know. It's, it's it's really kind of it's funny because my own studio is an absolute tip. It's a real mess. But then uh, this one, the one for uh, the Pure Brick Studio is, gonna, is kind of going to be really kind of, I'm really focused on it being like, you know, really well organized, you know, because it has to be really. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, still trying to get into good habits right from the off. So we've got lots and lots of plastic Tupperwares. And, yeah, we do have a big table in the middle, actually, which is um, like a pool table, like a snooker table with just this huge piece of wood over the top. Yep. So that was actually there, there or that was there already when we kind of um moved to this um to this venue. So it was quite lucky really. Um so we've been yeah, we've been quite lucky and we've been really fortunate with the like how generous people have been kind of donating their kind of old Lego. I think because they could see that uh, it would have, you know, a real positive benefit um and that um you know it would go to really good use. So people have been very kind kind of donating it and then uh, kind of it's it's going to be important for us to kind of keep the social media up to date with kind of showing people what we're doing with those donations so that they they can see kind of yeah. you know how it's been put to how it's been put to good use really. Well, that's awesome. Um yeah, I was, so so I'm assuming you're getting to be quite the master at um what do you call it? Um not sorting, well sorting probably as well, but I mean um storage solutions and so forth is there any particular yeah. tub at ikea that you're like that's the one for me uh well the, i just when i was in because of course they have the lego ikea collaboration boxes yep i don't know if they have them yeah I, um i haven't so, been to ikea yet to see <laughs> yeah so i managed to i managed to pick up a few of those because i think because they've got the studs on top what we'll be able to do is put some of the bricks along the top of what's inside. So yep. it will be, it'll, that will be quite a good um, solution for the guys to see what's, what's in there, but everything transparent basically. So we can see what's inside. Yep. Um, that would be the main tip. Uh, um, yeah, just, we're just going to kind of find a, we'll have to find a system that works for us. Yeah. If you see what I mean? We'll have to we'll have to find a system that is um, is, uh, is, is something that we can all be comfortable with. Yeah, because I know especially it's, with, it's no good. Yeah, because I know especially with Bricklink stores. Um, like I haven't interviewed anyone like that's a Bricklink store owner, but I've I've chatted to people that do Bricklink stores, and it's that thing of because I asked them, other do you label the containers?" And like, no, because your stock just varies so much, you know, you you know, you could need a big tub one day <laughs> and you'll have one piece the next. Um, yeah. So it's that. Yeah. So like I'll just be ripping off stickers every day if I did that. Yeah. True. Yeah. We've got kind of, we'd have, I have bought some, um, like you've got there, the kind of the little drawers, yep. um, you know, the kind of real mini ones. I have got quite a few of them ready for us um to use but i feel like that might be a bit further down the line we've kind of i've kind of got everything we've got everything in um like just the grip seal see-through transparent yeah um you know kind of little 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 bags at the moment 
because um, I think one of the easiest ways is just going to be able to physically see what we've got rather than go around trying to kind of um, say all the different part names to each other because I think that would just be too complicated. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think... I think we can build up to that, but I don't think I really don't think it's kind of worth it for now. Well, you'd save space as well doing them in the um, Ziploc bags like that behind me. <laughs> My that's <laughs> that gets a bit um a consuming, but as well it's it's spend more money on the Lego. <laughs> yeah, it does look good though. It does look it does it look does. good having it all kind of laid out that, but. Um, yeah, we just have a kind of a maybe a, a small area of that, and then, uh, like you say, the tubs. Um, yeah, to make it a bit easier. And how do you go with sorting yourself? Like, because I know, I know you said your your Lego studio become like you know looks like a tip. I think everyone's does, and I think it's the fact that you build something and then you have to pull it apart, and it just becomes daunting to <laughs> to sort it yeah. if you're going to sort it. Um, how do you go with sort? Like, do you do any of the sorting, or are you like I just set up the studio and then I'm, I'll, um, I'll run so from, so for, for the football club and um, my own kind of, if I want my own studio, I've, it's kind of kind of a simple, kind of a simple setup. It's a lot of I used to use mainly two by four bricks for all the models or two by four plates. There was quite a simple setup where I might just have a big a set of drawers, but big drawers, and maybe just have two colours in each one, like red and blue, or it was quite a simple kind of setup, really. Um, now with the football club, I'm trying to, um, I think it'd be better to have like themes. So like we had Halloween a few weeks ago. So I was kind of like, I wanted all my Halloween kind of props and minifigures and costumes. I wanted them kind of ready to use, if you see what I mean. Yep. To set up shots for the for the match, and then it's the same again for Christmas. Um, so I think it's more that kind of thing, that kind of side of it needs to be more organised by kind of themes or you know what's happening with the football club. Um, I've tried to set up a few kind of little um, uh, you know scenes with different um, elements of the football club, like uh, we have a club shop and we started to kind of build like a a bar area before the like a fan zone type thing with like a hot dog seller or um, someone handing out flags or kind of sometimes I get like um, existing Lego sets or and and then just modify them slightly so that they'll fit in with the they'll fit into the football theme if you see what I mean or I just yep. buy the set and then um, just change all the colours because the main colours are kind of red and this is the shirt you can see this is the shirt yeah, i'm wearing i was now, gonna say i love the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so yeah it's, it's kind of um it's kind of trying to replicate what would happen you know at the football club um the hot dog guy is quite a good one the guy in the hot dog suit handing out hot dogs you know before yep. the game um we don't have a mask we don't have a mascot yet for the club which is kind of something we, we should have really um have you have you thought of what you would get for a mascot like is there someone that you're like some animal or um object that you're like i think that'd make a good you know mascot for us you're like yeah i'm not sure really we did we kind of we did a bit of a a, a takeoff of um there's a club um in england called west brom and they had a um a thing once where they, they were sponsored by a boiler company essentially you know like the central heating combi boiler yep. so their mascot for a while was a was a boiler so we did a bit of a takeoff of that one where you can pretend that ours was a boiler and then we pretended that he came for one match and it didn't really work out so yeah um i don't know it's, it's kind of something whereby it would be maybe good to have a little kind of design uh competition to for people to produce uh you know some ideas for a mascot for us because um we've not really come up with one we're not yep. really come up with one so far. Uh, I like that. Um, a boiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll send you the picture. It was quite funny, that. It was quite good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so have you thought of trying your hand at, like, stop motion, even if it's for, like, a replay or something? You know, someone does a banana kick or something like that, and it's like, oh, we're going to see that again. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, it's funny you say, but uh, like in a banana kick, like an overhead kick, because Connor Muldoon 
um, scored an amazing overhead kick in, um, uh, I think it was in our first season, so a couple of years ago, and it got picked up by one of the biggest uh, football websites in Germany. So he he became kind of a bit of a star in Germany. And so that, and then I was obviously telling I was obviously telling the real Conor Muldoon at work that he was a bit of a sensation in Germany and showing him these articles. And he was kind of he was buzzing about it really. So. <laughs> and then uh, we fell and then we fell out because he I, he said he wanted to leave the club and I said he wasn't leaving the club because the fans you know this is what he was saying in real life at work. He's saying he wants to move to a bigger club and I told him to forget it. <laughs> you ran the contract. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the the issue was that I promised him a whisper gold, like as a chocolate bar. I promised him a chocolate bar for winning goal of the season, yep. and then I never gave it to him in real life. So that's that's kind of why I got in a mood. And then he said he was he was gonna he was gonna put in a transfer request then. Um, but luckily, he's still he's still. I, I was gonna say, um, you could you could just end his career and be like, oh, he did his knee. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, that's what I was trying to say to him. I was trying to say to him, look, I made you famous, not the other way around. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, because like um... the, the club's got, <laughs> the club's goalkeeper's based on my dad as well. So he, um, yep. cause he's a, he's a, he's a good goalkeeper. So I, I find it easier to kind of, if I, because it's better if the players have a bit of character, you know, if yeah. we can try and make them, um, you know, authentic characters. So I've kind of based most of them on um, people I've played football with in real life. And then we've had a few people uh, contact the club um, and ask to try out, if you see what I mean. So can I <laughs> can I join the club? Um, so they've sent kind of, and they've been very specific on what their minifigure should look like sometimes. So it's been great, really. So. I was going to say, so you, you do, you have played before. Have you, have you had any um, actual real life players go, oi, <laughs> give me a figure uh, well we so in what I tried to do in pre-season is play games against real clubs so okay. or, or so well a mixture of real clubs because then what I can do is I can make their whole team into Lego figures and obviously that's quite an interesting thing for them to do so we've kind of played um, some fixtures against um, English non-league teams um, yep. in our preseason. We played an interesting one. There's a couple of um, in the states. They're, like they're kind of called like fake football clubs. So they're football clubs that don't exist, but like FC Brookstand, if you sit uh, in also that like sense. a fantasy but league sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. So there's a couple. There's one called Saltaire FC. So, and there's one called Asprey Park FC. So both of them kind of have really interesting, um, they're almost like design projects. So then they have like their own merchandise, a bit like we've, like we've had a couple of bits of merchandise, but they've kind of really gone to town on it. So they're mainly merchandise, if you see what I mean. So they're yeah. almost like fashion, you know, projects as well, but all based upon a fictional football club. Yep. So we played... We played Saltaire FC. Um, it, we played them this summer in preseason, and they had in their team a couple of real footballers in the states. Yeah, if that makes sense. So they, I made them out of Lego, and one of them was interacting with the game on Twitter and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So <laughs> yeah, so there has been there has been an there has been an instance of real professional footballers. Um, getting involved um, that just happened to be in the States. Yeah. But then it was quite nice because after their, after that game, they had one of their uh, people pretend to be um, the manager being interviewed after the game about yep. playing us. So that was quite good. So it obviously did lots of kind of Lego puns and play on words and that. So, <laughs> but it was quite nice because I didn't know they were going to do that. And they obviously kind of, you know, bought into the idea of it being, yep. you know, a bit of fun and that. So that's awesome. It was quite cool. <laughs> They're like, oh, the ref. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love how you have taken it basically from pictures of stadiums, um, and yeah, you've given it a life of its own, and yeah, you know, getting many more people involved. Um, did you? 
end up getting the Lego released set. Um, what is it? Oh, Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Did you end up getting Old Trafford, or are you like? <laughs> Yeah, well, I've, no, because I've I, I built don't support, it bigger. I don't, yeah, well, there was, I mean, there was that element. So my kind of, yeah, so my version of it was better, I thought. But um, <laughs> Big also, no. well, yeah, so also um, I don't support Manchester United, so there'd yep. be no real reason for me to buy it. If I, if I think if I did, then I probably would have. Yeah. Um, but um, no, so I... Um, because that was a lot of criticism that it was very, like, yeah, I did, I didn't like it to be honest. As soon as like, yeah, I di- didn't like it. I mean, I can, I like, I can appreciate what they've kind of what they've done. It, yeah. it did seem a bit. It did seem. It didn't seem quite right. It didn't seem in context. It's. It seems a bit. The trouble is, if you I think with when I was building them, if you go too accurate it doesn't sometimes look as good. Yeah. You have to kind of, you have to kind of overdo certain elements and then scale back other elements to make it all work as a whole. Yes. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So I felt with theirs, it was, it's obviously kind of architecturally accurate, but then as a model looking at it, that's maybe something else. Yeah. That kind of first impression you get of looking at something thinking oh wow yeah that looks great rather than thinking oh wow that looks really really accurate yeah you know what i mean i think that i think they're two different things really that's where i stood yeah Yeah, i know what you mean yeah um so yeah (laughs) um yeah no because i i didn't interest again because yeah like i don't really know old trafford um but yeah i know a lot of people were like the fact that it was you know, Old Trafford, like, you know, it's, I don't support that team. So why am I? Yeah. Very niche. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think it must've done very, I mean, they'll have sold, they'll have sold. Right, yeah. to know, won't they? So they're like, they're, I'm sure it was very successful. Yeah. I would have built it and then put it in the wall of Lego. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very few things stay. Um, how did you get into Lego? That's, there's the question. Um, how did you get into Lego? Like, what was your, who who made you go uh, down the money pit that is? Um, so I suppose um, I got, so I suppose I had like um, quite a long, like what you would say, like the dark ages or yep. where you don't, you don't kind of, so I'm 37 now. So I only kind of got back into it when I was 30, I would say. Yep. Um, but I do remember playing with it as a, a kid. And the first one I remember is, um, I want to say Robin Hood, but it's not Robin Hood, but it's that kind of... Um, um, it's like castle Like a, a castle, of... yeah. The castle with kind of the guys in the green, um, like, forest. Um, I think I know what I you mean, know, yeah. Do you know? Yeah, it's difficult to describe. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that's I. So I still I found that as well in my parents' attic um, a few years back as well. So I still got that. Oh, um, your parents so are good quite, parents. Yeah, then. that was exactly. Yes, yeah. so that was that was the whole Christmas day a few years back. You kind of putting that all back together. So that was quite good. Um, but then I must have gone off. You know, I must have kind of, um, you know, you know, gone off it for a long time then. Um, before getting back into it, and I was about thirty because I'd seen some. I'd always been interested in stadiums, um, and I'd seen some. I think it was like baseball or American football, something, something on YouTube about about some models in America of American stadiums. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, oh well, I'll go. What I'll do is I'll go on Google and I'll look at someone's bound to have already built all the English stadiums. Uh, so I'll go on Google and look at them and then nothing came up. So I was kind of a bit disappointed. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, well, I'll see. I'll see if I can build a, a stadium, you know, myself. And then so I saw um, Crystal Palace, which yep. is a team down, you know, based down in London. But they're in the Premier League at the moment. So I kind of built that ground first um, and then thought, 
oh, I'll try and build all of the ground for some reason. Yeah. And that was that was that was 2014. So that was a while ago now. So I've, I've done half of them, so it's not that bad. It's yeah. nearly, I think it's about over half, it's about 50. So, so it was like basically doing Lego stadiums that got you back into it. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> didn't do it yeah, by yeah, half, so it did you? <laughs> no, no. So I've kind of, um, yeah, so very rarely do I actually kind of get a Lego set and build that. Yeah. Uh, I think it, just 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 because I don't see stuff that often that interests me. I um, know the feeling, yep. If you see what I mean. So, but I have got for this Christmas, I've got the Sesame Street set because I thought that looked kind of fun. Um, yeah. And I thought that because I... Because your has got Big Bird. I think, <laughs> well, yeah, I might be able to sneak. See, the thing is like things with figures now, so... So the stadiums that I used to build aren't minifigure scale. They were kind of a lot, lot, lot smaller than that. But I never used to be, I never used to have any minifigures lying around at all. I never used to have any interest in any of the accessories that went with them. But now because of the football club, everything is in minifigure scale. I'm always now thinking what accessories could go with what and, you know, what outfits could, could go with what and, um, you know, we had like someone in a witch's costume at the football game for Halloween and people in fancy dress. And, you know, what I mean, it's it's more interesting. And it's and now it's I'm looking at kind of the, the different series of minifigures that come out and thinking, what could I use? What could I adapt to use in the football club? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, sp- I suppose I'm paying more attention now to kind of what is being released rather than just what bricks are, are out. I just used to look at brick clink only, really. I look at what how many of certain bricks I could get, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I was about to say yeah, like I just love the fact you like I just went for something big and because <laughs> I've had a few like I, a few people that I've talked to. It's you know like some people like I I've started on the penguin Arctic roller like a little small set and then just building sets for a bit and then mocking. But yeah, just yeah. to go straight into that. It's yeah. <laughs> like yeah, so good on you. yeah. So I just kind of yeah, it just kind of built up like um, like uh, the first one I did kind of it was quite good I think and but then the more I built them the better I got kind yeah. of thing and it was kind of I managed to get a couple of um, trips like into Europe um, with them as well. So like I was got invited to be on TV in Norway and in Denmark showing some of the creation some of the mocks so oh sweet um you know that that was pretty cool things like you know things like that um but yeah i think like this last year i think i only built one one yep. one or two so all my energy has just been spent on on the on you know on the on running the football club the kind running, of yep. thing it's, it's it's much more and it is much more enjoyable it's about to say, it, was, it sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, one thing with the photos. So like you've said you build it in minifigure scale. Is it half a football field? Like as in, do you do half a football field? Is it the full length of the football field with a grandstand taken out? Or have you just, it's full and you've got enough room to sort of move. Do you fudge the photos basically? <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do take them all from one side, but it is a full. It is the full length pitch, um, with stands at both ends and stand in front of you. So it's kind of like, I suppose what I think of it is, is it's where the camera would be if you're yeah. watching a match on TV. Yep. So it's kind of it's the it's a consistent angle in that it's from the same side. Yeah. But I'm quite fortunate in that I've got the space in you know in my own studio to kind of leave it out all the time so it is a big you know it is a big um it is a big thing that's that's left out all the time which is which is handy um yeah which is handy really because i can just come along and and you know and shoot some some scenes uh, <laughs> so yeah it's it's all it's it's all there for the lockdown I managed to get half of it home, so I was shooting half and half, like you say. Yep. But that was, yeah, that was just out of necessity. But it, it's much easier to have it left out all the time. So I'm, I'm lucky to have 
and I've got to say. It's better to say your partner would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, half a football she was, stadium was, in my... <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it went into boxes and then down in the cellar. So it, was only, it only came back out once a week. Okay. So, yeah, it was quite, it was quite well organised, really. Um, yeah, she wouldn't have been happy if it had been left out. So we don't have any kind of Lego out in the house at all, to be honest, apart from yep. um, the Lego Mini Cooper. Yep. And the green Mini Cooper. And um, sometimes now she likes to have, we're allowed to have the minifigures out for a little bit. So we had the Harry Potter ones recently. So they were allowed to be out for a couple of months and then swept into a, a box. <laughs> Um, and last question. Oh, second last question. Um, do you have a favorite, um, like a fondest Lego memory? Um, could be anything. Um, yeah. um I don't know. I suppose it was, I suppose it was a real good memory was that one where I, I discovered that, that my, uh, like a castle, that castle set I mentioned in my parents' attic a few years yep. ago, um, in the loft and then spent the whole day kind of trying to recreate it um i think that was probably my yeah probably the best memory yeah um because it you know just kind of instantly took me back to when i must have been kind of seven years old um and interestingly in one of the donations we had at work recently um a lady had donated um a lego uh, catalog from i think 1989 yeah so that kind of matches up perfectly and it was in there so I managed to see it, like, so that was, you know, that was quite good as well. With the non-chewed um, pieces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what surprised me was how kind of expensive what Lego was even then. Like, the prices hadn't, haven't really changed from 1989 to now. So a train set was £100 in 1989, and it's still £100 now. Ah. So that kind of, that surprised me how... That must have been, I mean, at the time, that must have been really, really expensive yeah. to buy Lego. Um, yeah. It's not a cheap It must hobby. have been a real, <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. Um, yeah, so it must have been kind of a, yeah, real, a real treat, I guess, yeah. at that time to, to get a Lego set. I don't, I don't remember, but it, it must have been. And then parents just throw it away. They throw it away. Well, yeah. If they want, it's fine if they want to throw it away now because we can put it to good use. Yeah, well, yeah, we can, true. We can do, donate it. it to Pure Brick Studio. Yeah, give it, give it to people that need it. Um, exactly. Yeah. And last but not least, because it has been awesome. My wife keeps saying because I keep at the end of it, I'm like, it's an absolute pleasure chatting with you, and it is. It's <laughs> like chatting with everyone has been absolute pleasure. Um, but yeah, it's been wonderful chatting with you today. How can people find you and um, get involved? So they can follow the football club on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook a little bit as well. So they can just search FC Brickstand. Um, we have a website actually as well, fcbrickstand.com. Yep. Um, they can look, look at the football stadiums I've made on brickstand.com. So they're all on there, all the ones I've made. Yep. And they can follow... Um, Pure Brick Studio on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. Rockin'. Thank you very much. And now people know a bit more about what it is. I know a bit more because I was I was seriously going, is it like a fantasy football league? Is it you like role playing? Like, you know, like roll the dice. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's good to actually finally know what it is because even my wife was like, it's interesting, but what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's quite it's quite good when other we've had a couple of other football clubs kind of messages to say like what is this kind yep. of I think I think if if people are a bit if they can't quite get it in that sense it's it's kind of a good thing because it's do you know what I mean it shows yeah. that it's it has an appearance of being yeah real yeah that's I mean. it yeah that's it exactly. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, as I said, this is this is awesome. No, no worries. Thank you. Yeah. I catch you around. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. If you like the podcast, feel free to check out some of the other episodes. If you know anyone in the Lego world who's doing some cool things or you're like, wow, I'd like to hear from them, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email me at fortheloveofbrick at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to check out all the cool stuff with FC Brickstand, head on over to my show notes and follow the links. Until next time, see you later.